This is the Reflector Reflections podcast. My name is Annie. Join me as we journey around the world, talking with fellow reflectors as they experiment and navigate their unique design. Today's beautiful conversation is with Zach Peckinpah. I have to say that very, (laughs) very well. Uh, Zach was actually one of the first people who I started following on the socials when I found out that I was a reflector. So I feel like I kind of know Zach, but at the same time, I don't. So I'm really looking forward to this chat. Now, Zach is a 6'2 reflector. And I just want to preface that with, even though we sort of do um, say we're reflectors in our profile, either being a 5'1 or a 6'2, there's so much more to us than that, isn't there, Zach? Absolutely. So, Zach, welcome. Thank you so much for taking the time coming to me from sunny California. Yes. Thank you so much, Annie, for having me and putting this together. You're welcome. It's a pleasure. Thank you. So, Zach, let's get into it. Tell me about your journey. Where did it start for you with human design? So, you know, it's funny. I've been thinking about this question because... Um, I had a call with some other reflectors in this little group. I started similar to this right before you invited me into this. Um, and the question, the same sort of question was posed and I instantly an- answered it um, when I found out about human design. And then thinking about it, I'm like, I've more or less known my whole life wow. as a reflector in the sense of like, just feeling so different and um, just unsure of energy in myself and with other people um, in that regard. So I wanted to answer that way today, but realistically speaking, when did I learn about the system of human design Um, was just a little bit over a year ago. So last August, I found it. Um, And I remember we were, we were just at the beach of the coast in California, finished a little uh, weekend getaway trip. And I was in the car driving home. I was in the passenger seat, not driving. Um, and I was flipping on my phone, going through some posts. And then I found human design. I was like, what is this? So I pulled it up and I was like, oh. And like, it was kind of weird because I had this gut feeling that when I looked at it and it said reflectors are 1% of the world, I, my gut was kind of like, yeah, like I already know that. You already know that. But that's something I've like struggled so much with my life is like to really embrace who I am and my uniqueness um, and what I can offer the world and just being so different all the time, like always changing, especially energetically. Um, Yeah. That's so good. So you had a a beautiful, I guess, first exposure to it where you just thought, oh, yes, you know, I, I know that, like that's me. Whereas I think a lot of, a lot of us, sometimes we can go through a lot of shock, um, and it really feels that weight. I know for me at times it did feel a little bit weighty of going, what does this literally mean? Right. So the rabbit hole that you went down then must have been quite deep or did you kind of just slide into it? I slid into it very deeply because um, I have gate 48, the well or, you know, of depthness or whatever, of depth, get of depth. In both my conscious Mercury, my conscious Venus, and somewhere else, I think, on my unconscious side. But basically, now that I know that, 
I'll preface the answer with that saying like, yeah, I, I, I just basically was like, I'm going to research everything I can possible um, to learn about this. Like, and I felt like I did that for an entire year. Um, just around a couple months ago, months back, I was like, you know what? Like, it's time to take a break. <laughs> it's time to like, forget everything, not worry about looking up all the meanings and try to understand it all. Because um, through this process, I, of, of researching so much, I came across the Gene Keys, um, this marvelous book by Richard Rudd. And, 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 and through, and through taking that and soaking that up, I realized how much I should not be immersing myself so much in the information, um, because that's our logic, the logical side of our mind, trying to control everything and like know everything. Um, and so, yeah. Um, yeah, I pretty much just got real deep with it. It really does open up a whole new world which then opens up another world and another world as you said with the gene keys it's fascinating Absolutely. stuff mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. i really love what you said there about sometimes we can get so immersed in finding out as much as we can that we need to do we we, we sometimes do need to take a step back and just feel it opposed yeah, to thinking it and always being in that headspace hey absolutely so as a 6'2", and I, I, um, I had a laugh because your Instagram handle says I'm sitting on the roof and I might come down in 20 years. It always, when I read that, it makes me chuckle because it's so true. So Good. with your profile of a 6'2", how do you feel about that? Um, wow, I just got chills right, right as you asked me that. So it totally makes sense. Um, based on what I know my life to be in this, in this uh, reality. And, but like, I, I definitely struggle with it, like, in terms of, so it's funny, when I started this journey of leaving ballroom dancing behind about three and a half years ago, and it totally changed my life. So right before that, literally three or four months before that was my Saturn return, which is what kicked me onto the roof, what they say, right? So up until that point in my life, I was living as a line three, just trial and error, messing up a lot, a lot, a lot, um, and learning from that as I went. And so around that time, like I already pretty much knew I wanted to coach people one-on-one -on -one and in group settings because I'd been doing it through the vehicle of ballroom dancing for five years. I found myself coaching my students more um, with their mindset versus just teaching them the moves of how to dance the cha-cha, the waltz, the tango, even though that was amazing and so much fun. Um, but I like got so much into it. So I see that as the sixth line working, but I still feel so much of my two line kicking in now that I'm on the roof, the hermit line, just which is my body side um especially because part of what triggered me to in that career and change gears was dealing with a lot of physical pain especially um back pain and neck pain um because i was i was in a car accident like three uh two years prior to that that gave me massive whiplash and um yeah i didn't realize it but i had three vertebrae in my neck that were out of place for pretty much an entire year Wow, And so this kind of caused like 
all my underlying emotional um, trauma to kind of just latch on to the inflammation that built up in my body. And I had, I, I literally felt like I was going to turn into a cripple if I didn't start working on fixing my body and, and healing myself in any way possible. Um, cause like the muscles in my back, they felt like they were like turning into like sandpaper, like fiberglass. Like that's what it felt like. It was not okay. Not normal. Um, especially once I did some research, I'm like, yeah, this is not good. And so that really kicked me up on the roof and said, yeah, like you need to calm down. And so now I've been, um, basically really embracing that two line ever since once, especially once I learned human design, I'm like, Oh, right. Like this is my free pass to like not do anything, so to speak, <laughs> which, you know, it's not too healthy, but, um, whatever. That's what I've been doing, especially when the pandemic hit, I'm like, Oh, this is great. I love this. Like I'm okay with, you know, not doing anything. Cause especially cause I'm still healing. Um, and so, so, I'm really growing into this, the six, two idea. I'm still shedding some conditioning around the idea of being a sort of, a sort of influencer to other people in that regard of being like a coach. Um, I, something I still struggle with, like feeling my own value and feeling like I'm valuable enough to help someone, mm. um, in the, in the littlest way or the big, the biggest way. That's, so. that's amazing. It's um, your life experience going through that and using your body as a coach for dancing and then realizing that you were coaching people all along. It's like a natural progression, isn't it? Yeah, it, re it really is um, mm -hmm. that beautiful natural progression where you've got all that experience. So that that line three that you had. Um, so just for, for new people who are into this, the sixes go through three phases in, in their profile. They live the first 30 years roughly as a line three. Uh, 20 years then they get up on the roof as Zach said and then they come down at around 50 very wise sages <laughs> well that's how I see yeah, them yeah. anyway yeah. I really I, I the sixes that I've spoken to I, they can really identify with that first third roughly 30 years of just just literally having all these experiences and mm. is that something you can identify with as well yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. I feel like I totally get when people are struggling or, or they make mistakes and, um, and I totally see people when they're like in the middle of trying things, I feel like in the sense of like, you know, that's, they're just going about their life, trying to course correct and adjust, um, as they go through. And I, I, I like envy some of these other design types and people who are just so committed to just their energy and, and just stick into things because I have a really hard time sticking to things Yeah. Um, yeah. in terms of what I want to do. I'm like always doing all, all sorts of things. Um, that is one of yeah. our superpowers in a way, but it is very difficult, as you say, um, to have that conditioning that you speak of where, why can't I just stay with this? Why can't I just, what, what's wrong? I was really interested in that last week. And now it's like, next yeah. next yeah. um and i've really embraced that a little bit more and just going that's actually our superpower that we can be just so fluid through things and and i always now just think oh well this will be here for now and then something else will come later um and and, and that'll interest me as well so talk to me when you found out about 
human design, did you plug your whole family in and find out what everybody else was? <clears throat> Absolutely. Absolutely. And yes. may you share with us your family dynamic? Yeah, absolutely. That'd be great. Um, let's see. So I have definitely some energy going on. My dad is a pure manifesting generator, a three, five. Um, so he consciously lives his life, you know, just going for it, trying it. And then he like unknowingly like needs to mentor me all the time as a five. Um, and then, but it's great. I've learned definitely how to adjust to his energy now that I am aware of all that. So we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, my mom is a fellow 6'2", emotional generator. And, <clears throat> excuse me, and my one sibling, my sister, older sister, is a 4'6", emotional manifester. And do you get so, on well with her? Do you get on really well with your sister? I do now. And I would say around high school age, so like roughly 14 years old, she's three years older than me. Um, that's when we kind of became closer. But like growing up, like early on as kids, we, we had a good time playing together before we knew any better. And then as like she started getting a little attitude and, <laughs> and I started like being like, what the heck, you know, and, name calling this and that. And then we kind of hated each other roughly for a good couple of years. But then, yeah, we definitely became much closer. Um, and now we're like, she's like one of my best friends. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. I really enjoy manifestors um, or the ones that I've been around. Yeah, and me too. I just, I, I find them quite easy to be around. Um, mm hmm probably one of my favorites so far if I have to be generalizing but so how was that growing up now that you know what you know did you find that obviously having that sacral energy in your house with your parents do, do you feel that now obviously hindsight looking back yes absolutely um yeah it just it always felt like a lot of pressure to me mm. and I wouldn't say all the time, I would say more so from my dad, just because he's the manifesting generator. So he had like what seems like constant extra energy um, all the time. And then, you know, just looking, I'm assuming from like his perspective, he looks at, he looked at his son going, why is my son so lazy? Why is he sleeping in all the time? How come he doesn't want to do anything? Um, <laughs> like I'd wake, I'd wake up and he's like, oh, good morning. Finally, finally you're up, you know, and it's like eight 30 or nine, maybe a little bit later. Yeah. Um, but he's, he'd, he'd, always, he'd always list off all the things he's done already. He's like, Oh, I've cut down a tree. I've put <laughs> the lawn. I've washed all the cars. I've taken the dogs for a walk and back. Like I've done all these things and I'm like, uh, I wish I could do all of that. But I always knew like, no, I just, I can't, um, or I don't want to. Mm. And so that was kind of a struggle growing up um, with my dad, just because I longed for this really, really super close father-son um, relationship that I kind of made up in my mind, you know, like 
doing all these things together. I mean, granted, we definitely did a lot of things together, especially more so as a family, I would say. Um, and he was great and amazing father to me and is one of my best friends now as well. Um, but yeah, like the energy was just really a struggle because it's like when I wanted to do something like with him, let's say it was never, it never aligned with what he wanted to do necessarily because he's like, well, I got to do this. I got to do that. Um, and so, yeah, but growing up after I, after I moved out of the house, um, went, went away to college university, I still felt this like pressure lingering kind of just around. And that's kind of what triggered me just to leave the central, central California and move to LA. I decided to like a month before I graduated college mm. and hit up my one friend that I knew down there was like, Hey, can I come sleep on your couch and see if this works? He's like, yeah, totally. I went, I loved it. The pressure released almost, mm. um, you know, getting away from that because also like my dad was just like a career, uh, forest service guy, firefighter. And so he was always like, in a sense, pressuring me, get a job, get a good career, get benefits, get good retirement, all that stuff. And I always knew like, that's not what I want to do. Mm. Um, especially around the time I finished college, like all of my peers and my colleagues, they were already starting families and getting careers and getting jobs. And I'm like, whoa, that's not what I want right now. I know that. Mm. And so that's why I just was like, all right, it's time to leave. I got to get out of here. Because if I wait till after I graduate, I'm going to get stuck. And then I'm going to be living the life that I don't want to be living. Um, but yeah, so now I, now I can mitigate pressure a lot better. Um, but yeah, as a kid, it was like, whoa, like, it just kind of hit, hit me like, like a ton of bricks. I'm like, what do I, what do I do? Okay, I don't know. And it, it really made me internalize everything and just kind of like create this shell, probably my Teflon aura protecting me. But it's weird because it kind of tied in with um, this depression that started in my life around age 12. I became super depressed out of nowhere. Um, and I just became numb to everyone's energy and like was like, I don't want to deal with it. Like, yeah, I'll talk to you. I'll say what I know you need me to say. I'll do what I know you need me to do so you can kind of get off my back. But like, I truly don't feel good about this. Um, it's interesting and I know this is probably a little bit of a far-fetched question here but if you looked back on your life and your parents were aware of human design and you were allowed to be more of who you are do you think that do you think you would be any different than who you are now because you sound mm. quite aware now but do you think your childhood would have been easier by being able to not not feel lazy not feel that you know you're not go 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 mm -hmm. it's a really good question annie and i would probably say yes i think it would it would have been easier um you know and it's yeah because there just would have been more understanding of like okay like yeah zach's like different and he has no energy, but the energy we give him. And so let's, let's give him energy in a non-pressured way because I basically grew up to hate pressure. Yeah. Um, and I still feel that way. Like 
anytime someone's like, I need you to do this, or I need you to do something like right now, or like decide, like deciding things like this drives me crazy, but I just kind of roll with the punches at this point. Um, but like in college, let's say, for example, that was when I was probably in the height of my depression and like just closed, closed walls essentially. And anytime my friends were like, let's go out to eat, you know, after the baseball game or whatever, cause I played baseball at university. So my friends were very social. They loved hanging out and being silly and being crazy. And, and we had a really good group of friends. It was awesome, but it drove me crazy when they asked me to decide where we wanted to go. Mm. Cause I'm like, I don't care. Um, I kind of want to make you guys happy because I'm a Libra. So I'm like, let's keep the balance as well. And peacemaking, like, I don't want to ruffle feathers. I'd rather ruffle my own feathers because I've been, that's what's happened my whole, my whole life. It feels like. Um, so, yeah, I think I would have just, I'd probably, I mean, I'm, I'm sure I'd be the same way in a, in a sense, but um, maybe with less, less emotional, like wounds and scarring, if you will, and baggage, because mm -hmm. It definitely kind of affected me, you know. Yeah, um, I, I really feel that it does. And, and I guess as us parents, we understand this and we're raising our children with a little bit more acceptance and understanding them and trying to sort of educate them as well. I often yeah. think, what would it have been like if, if I had had that? But as I said in my intro as well, I realised only uh, a little while ago that my father was a reflector. So I kind of went, oh. Right. oh that, yeah. that makes sense doesn't it yeah. um oh gosh so you are currently you're married you just said to me earlier that you just had a baby so your current living arrangements yeah so we're not officially married but we're definitely partners and um you know i'm sure that'll happen down the road um but yeah we we have a a newborn she's about two and a half months old she is a five-one manifesting generator, um, emotional manifesting generator, I believe. And um, yeah, I mean, it's, she's the sweetest little thing. Her name is Allison, Allison Eve Peckinpah. Beautiful. And um, she's basically changed my life already so much. You know, every day I'm like, wow, I never would have thought like like having a kid and, and raising a kid can, can really change the way that people talk about, you know, and here I am. And I'm like, okay, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, I get what the fuss is all about. No pun intended, <laughs> but um, yeah. And your partner is, um, what type is she? Yeah. My partner, Sarah, uh, she is a one, three self projecting projector, self projected projector right and so yeah she in the nicest way possible talks a lot because she talks out everything yes for her you know and it took me a while to realize that but then once I looked up her chart I'm like oh my gosh that, that makes, makes so much sense you know like now I don't have to get on get on edge or feel like annoyed by her talking all the time um especially as myself like I embracing my two line up on the roof I really like you know alone time quiet time I want to read a lot which I've never I never liked reading before really um and so so yeah it's it's fun now to like navigate the dynamics because of, of this awareness that I have 
around human design and her type and and how that works together um and it would have been really nice because the two of you together you didn't have that constant pressure 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 yes and that's what i love so much um of, well one of the things i love so much about our partnership and our time together is yeah i don't really feel that pressure mm -hmm. um and and when i do feel it, it's usually my mind my mind creating this like overwhelming feeling for myself because it's like gosh she needs me to do something but like i already know she needs me to do it before she even says it so my intuition is like usually yeah it's usually very aware and i'm like so recently i'm trying to to not even say anything and just to let her share it even though i already know because i find if i just i i, I would for months there was a month span where I would just like interject as soon as she's telling me, I'm telling her the same thing. I'm like, oh, you want me to do this? You know, to try and save time in this fast paced lifestyle world we live in. And like, I don't know. But then I realized like that probably got really annoying. And I know I hate it when people do that to me too. So it's like, okay, pump the brakes, like just let her speak, let her talk it out. And, and then I'll go, I'll go my way. Yeah, and, and that's so out. wonderful that you can mm -hmm. use this tool and all the other tools that you've got in your toolbox, but just in human design to appreciate each other and to have that and just go, oh, this really annoys the crap out of me, but I know you need it. Right. Um, I've got a pure generator partner and our dynamic, it used to drive me bonkers because I'd be constantly trying to keep up with him and do mm -hmm. all the doings. And mm -hmm. now it's like, Oh, you're just, we joke now. And now it's like, you're, oh, you're just doing your doings. I said, do you just need to do your doings? And he'll go, yep. And so he's taken over a lot of the chopping the vegetables and stuff. And I'll just go and do other things and float around. You know? Sometimes great. I joke to him though. And I say, yeah. I really don't know my purpose. I'm just kind of <laughs> floating through the house. <laughs> um, I love that. Oh, but it's, it's like I, I, I use his strength. So I then don't feel bad. And then sometimes I do because I think, oh, I've really dropped the ball with that housework stuff, haven't I? And then I'll go on this mad frenzy and it's really, you know, I'll go completely over the top. And then it's like, mm -hmm. okay, don't need to do that now for another two weeks. All yours. Um, yeah, it'll be really interesting for your family dynamic um, with your beautiful baby as manifesting generator comes through uh, yeah. as I have one. And um, they're fun. And I, I benefit from the fact that I do have a generator partner. So when it gets crazy, I tap out and he goes and does all the doings. So, and then I can be that, you know, that more of that nurturing aspect, I suppose, and really feeling and talking and getting into the, the wishy-washy. Mm -hmm. But as babies, that. babies were really, um, I, I I think that the babies, when they're, they're little, they are still shielded from a lot of this. So, you know, right. you've got some time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I and agree. you've got that beautiful awareness, I think, that'll get you through that. Like, oh, why is my child doing this? I can't keep up, you know, and, and you, you'll know. It'll yeah. be like sport, 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 sport. <laughs> to, <laughs> yeah, exactly. to get them to burn out all of that energy. Exactly, yeah, so true. Um, so, yeah, because my partner, she also has a son um, from a previous marriage, and he is a pure generator. And he's seven years old right now. So he's just like 
I want to go kick the ball. I want to go ride my scooter. And I'm like, gosh, I'm so drained sometimes. But like, he's just like, come on, Zach. So we're like, we're like good friends and buddies. And so he's always like, come on, can you come play with me? I'm like, yes. Like some days I'm like, oh. but, uh, but it's great. And, and it's funny. I already feel more energy in my own being. I think since baby came into this world, um, which is funny because someone about a year ago, once I found out we were pregnant, she said, you know, a lot of reflector parents get more energy from their kids. And I'm like, okay, yeah, we'll see. But I think it's true. Um, Cause that, and, and I just got to do more obviously now that I'm a dad, um, but yeah, that it's is, great. And it's really good that you say that because I feel that using that terminology of the doings, sometimes yeah. I can be, subject to not doing and so it's good that they encourage us to get out and do some things because it's healthy for us it's healthy to keep moving kick the ball and stuff but but I feel you I feel you on that sometimes it's like can I just sit here yes, yes. <laughs> and they're very impressive it's just like you think oh I wouldn't mind a little bit of that energy but then you think oh god that's crazy that's manic energy that's like whoa, whoa, whoa. it's like really <laughs> Yes. We talk, you spoke before about um, like conditioning that we have. And I suppose getting back to that, that I've thought about our children mightn't have as much conditioning as we had because we're helping them. We're really, really helping them. And the more that people learn human design, we can kind of like go, this is you and I'm trying to help you be you and help mm -hmm. you help me be me. So I wonder what conditioning is going to look like for our future future children. Obviously, there's still going to be conditioning from society, but if we can teach them and navigate them through, then that's going to be huge. But your conditioning or deconditioning phase, can you talk a little about that? Did you have to, did you go through all of the, um, well, I call it the textbook kind of stuff, you know, wait a whole lunar month, sleep separately from your partner. You wouldn't have to because you've got a projector. Um, things like that. Did you do any of those deconditioning things? You know, not really. I did a little bit in the beginning, like, well, I, I tried tracking, you know, really tracking the lunar cycle and writing it all down and all that stuff. But I found myself just just literally looking up what the moon was every day going, okay. And so the more I got into it, um, probably a couple months down the road, I was like, you know what? Like, I feel like I already take so long to decide on things my whole life. Um, and because of that, like I've always known when it was the right time to do something or I've always waited long enough to finally feel the urge to change the scenery or change my environment or to mix it up or to do something different. Mm -hmm. So I kind of never really went through the typical deconditioning things because I felt like I was already living it in, in a sense. You know what I mean? Like I didn't feel the need to like have to change or like do different things. Cause I'm like, well, I already know myself so well. Like if anything I know in the world, it's myself. And, mm. um, but I never realized like that's what it was, you know? Yeah. So looking back, I'm like, man, like before human design, like really knowing that, knowing the system, I, I was really hard on my past self. Mm. 
on my three, my line three self. I was so hard on myself. Um, being like, you gotta have it all figured out. You gotta know what you want, you know, but that's, that was everyone else's conditioning kind of like yeah. seeping through into my mind. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I've, I've yet to experiment with the, the separate beds and I, I don't know if that will happen really now that um, I have a partner, but, but she's great being a non, a non-energy type as well. It's like, I felt like I don't really get good sleep. So I never really felt that. Um, you know, although you'll read or, or hear about people saying, oh, you have to do it. And it's like life-changing. And I can, I can see that being the case. And I've kind of talked to her about it, but she's like, yeah, that's weird. Like, I don't, I don't think I'd ever want to do that, you know? So it might be something later down the road we'll, we'll test out and, and just like casually try, but um, yeah. Yeah. We, we tried it just to experiment with it and it was just, I didn't notice any different though mm. in saying that like last night for example um i had a really big day yesterday and i was just sitting there last night and i thought i just need to be in my own space and so i took myself to the spare room and and you know our partners are like is everything okay it's like everything's fine everything's fine. Yeah. i feel great i just needed i needed just to have a you know oh that's okay that's okay but you know when you first start doing that it's like they want to sleep away from me. What's wrong with me? What's going on? <laughs> so, you know, that can be really tough on a marriage or a relationship. Yeah. But yeah, I think you're right because you, you, you've really delved into that because you really know yourself, which is a beautiful thing um, that you know. I think you, you will just know if that's for you and doesn't seem like it is for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Zach, hard one to think about, or maybe it's not. For new reflectors coming through, um, what is your best advice for them? Because some, like yourself, it was kind of a, a beautiful transition. Um, other people, it's it's really rocky. Um, mm-hmm. So what is your best advice for someone just finding out they're a reflector? Hmm. Uh, I would say take your time and go slow <laughs> and you don't need to figure everything out. And most likely you already know what it is you need to do. You most likely already know what feels best for you and just start trusting that more, you know, in the little bits and pieces that you can day by day. And 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 then also like if you need to cut people out of your life like do it you know it's it's a hard thing to do but if you feel the energy and it doesn't feel right like you already know um so just trust yourself in that and and like you're helping yourself out tremendously if you need to change things up or or to to cut someone out of your life and you know they'll get over it they'll They'll, they'll heal. Yeah. But, but I think focusing on you um, would be the most priority. But yeah, you don't need to spend a year like deep diving all your lines and everything like that. I, I feel like after I did it, I'm like, it's, it's great. I feel like I know everything, but I still don't. And at this point, I'm like, yeah, I definitely don't know everything. Like, um, so. It's uh, so true. They can't really know everything all in one hit 
um, and you think you do, you're like, oh, I think I've, I think I've got this now. And you just like, you find some more and more and more. And it is, I guess we, we use the word experiment because it is an experiment. It's something, it's a lifelong journey to self. And um, I, I like what you said about that. Just take your time because we all want to get in a rush and we all want to know. And we just go, ah, what is this? But yeah. it really does help to just go, huh. So just um, on that, do you have any trusted resources for a new reflector, where to send them, like where just to read up a little bit about their um, design and profile? Have you found anything that really works for you or worked for you or others? Hmm. I don't, I don't feel like I have an answer to that. Hmm. Um, because... It's like everyone's different in this terms of, well, everyone's different, but you know what I mean? Like when, when someone comes into awareness of the system, some people pull up their chart and they're like, they freak out and don't want to deal with it. They're like, that's weird. Like, like, I feel like crap. I'm all white. You know, all my centers are white. Um, and then other people like me are like, oh, this is awesome. Like I'm going to learn everything. So I think it just kind of depends. Um, but yeah, I don't, I feel like I don't really have a good answer for that, mm. Annie. Um, Would you recommend that somebody get their human design chart read by a reader in the first instance? Or do you mm. feel that they should kind of just sit with it for a little bit? And if they want to deep dive into it, then get a professional to do a reading for them? I would say, yeah, I would say sit with it. And then if you feel like it's right, like that's what I did. So I'm not saying that that's what you should do because that's what I did. Mm -hmm. But I'm saying um, from what I've heard from other reflectors, like someone wrote one day on this reflector group on Facebook that I'm a part of, I think it was, um, that they they basically jumped in right away and found the best, you know, the best reader they could find and paid a ton of money for them to do a reading. And they weren't very satisfied with the, with the result. And they, I think there's a little bit of disappointment and, and them soaking up the reading. And so that, that's kind of stuck in my mind. And it makes me feel like, you know, the truth to why you're doing this, Annie, um, this podcast here is for us reflectors to share about our lives and our experience in our experiments in and out of our experiment, because other types don't truly know what we go through, what we deal with, especially prior to coming to human design, the system. Yeah. So, so that's why I would say, I would suggest, you know, just sit with it, you know, learn what you want to learn, like, you know, and there's a lot of, resources out there free resources like pretty much every reflector i come in contact with um if there's someone who doesn't know anything about their design like i'll sit there and pull up their chart and like just send voice memos to them voice notes to them explaining whatever i feel they might benefit from and like i feel super passionate about that when i do that like i love doing that so and like i don't ever follow it up with like hey like i want to charge you for like coaching or anything like that yeah. I do it because it's like I know what it's like to be a reflector before coming into the awareness of human design so I mean if someone wants to learn a little bit and not feel overwhelmed like 
they could always DM me and be like, Hey, what's up? Like, here's my info. Like, I would love to do that. I'd be happy to obviously no pressure. Um, you know, and so, but there's definitely a ton of resources out there as well. Like, you know, you can get, you can join these Facebook groups that are reflectors only kind of groups. Which ones are you um, part of? Are you, I didn't even know. We're probably a part of the same group because we might be. Yeah. There's two that I'm a part of. There's one um, that's run by Kezia and um, Paxis. Oh, sorry. I'm probably just changed his name. Um, Inspiring Reflectors is another one by Desiree. Are you in that one? I, I might link. I might link I don't to know. some. I'm not sure. If, I can't remember the names of them. Like, yeah, off the top of my head. I think one is like a much larger. There's like, like there's a ton of people, like thousands of people in there. Um, and then there's one that's like a, maybe a little bit smaller of a group, but, but like, I would encourage people to do that, to join those groups and just look at everyone's posts and comments and um, you'll find in there, people will link, like they'll have like this, like I know someone recently on one of those groups just posted a link of like, here's all a whole bunch of free documents I want to share with fellow reflectors to learn more about your stuff, like teachings from raw and, and different um, other people. Um, like pdf documents and stuff so it's out there and i think that would be a good place to start as well if you don't really want to talk to anyone necessarily um, yeah 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 i might link to those because they, they've helped me a lot but then then another another reason that this propelled me to do this is because i wanted more i wanted conversations so i wanted to talk to people and and hear these these beautiful stories i love that so um, let's start to wrap this one up for you, Zach, because I know I've taken yeah. up a lot of your time. So where can we learn more about you? Is Instagram the best place for people to reach out if they want to get in touch? Facebook, what works for you? Yeah, you know, either would work. Um, I think Instagram, if you, if you want to probably just get to know my energy, like where I'm at when I, um, before I learned about being, true reflector in human design like because i i say that because i um i worked really hard in terms of creating my own energy so when i went into the career of ballroom dancing as an instructor from scratch mind you um back in 2013 my boss had hired me he was really big on like creating your own energy like don't walk across the ballroom floor looking like oh like you know, no one's going to want to dance with you. You're not going to ever get new students, stuff like that. So he was a real big proponent of like, you know, hold yourself up high, posture, all this stuff, and like walk with a purpose, even if you don't know where you're going. Yeah. So, um, so that being said, like, there's a whole side of me that's like more than just like my line to hermit, relaxed, reflector self of like, I don't want to do anything or talk to anyone. And it's like, I get, I want to get like energetic and like, I, I do things to pump myself up to create my own energy, to feel better, to feel more motivational, if you will. Um, and a lot of that I do for myself, but you'll see it come through in a lot of my videos on Instagram, like my older videos. And, um, and so, yeah, I would say if you wanted to know more or connect with me there, that'd be great. But I've also definitely gotten to the point where I'm like, now with a newborn baby, I'm kind of like, and I was telling you before this, like, I feel a little, um, a little pressure just from seeing everyone else's accounts and like they're go, go, going, they're, 
talking and posting and mentioning their offerings and all this stuff. And I'm like, I'm withdrawing even more. And uh, so that's why I just changed my little, my little info there about being on the roof. Cause I'm like, this is really how I feel. Yeah. I've felt this for about a year or so now. Like, I don't want to be like promoting myself or like talking as much as I thought I would want to be. Mm. So that's why I'm like, yeah, maybe in 20 years. Like, I love that. I just, um, I so love that you are honoring you because you've got to that level of self-awareness to just go, everyone's going out, but I'm going in. And you know what? Maybe everybody will come in and then you'll come out. So yeah, yeah, perhaps. perhaps. We've got plenty of time. Absolutely. <laughs> That's yeah, the conditioning yeah. right there, Zach. That's the conditioning of us that we've still got to be doing. And we're like, nah, mm-hmm. we don't yeah. need to be doing. We can just enjoy that baby in that life that you're yeah, creating. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Really, thank you so very much for giving me your time and, and sharing because we, as we were saying before the show, it's, it, it can be really awkward to talk about ourselves. Um, mm. And so I feel very honoured and grateful that people are being so open about this and just sharing and and I'm sure so much more will come out of it. But I just want to thank yes. you so very much. Well, thank you so much, Annie. I really do appreciate it. Thank you for reaching out and inviting me to be a part of this. And I'm really excited to hear what other reflectors have to say about their journeys and their experiences. Um, So thank you so much for taking the time to do this. You are welcome. I look forward to hearing all the other stories as well. So much. This was wonderful. I'll talk to you again soon. Okay. Take care. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.